I remember sitting in the bankruptcy attorney's office and laughing because I went bankrupt for a million dollars and 13 cents. I just made it. So it's a big accomplishment to go, go, if you're going to go broke, go, go all the way. Right. (laughs) Definitely. I can already tell I've never been on a show that is this much fun. Don't worry. As an entrepreneur, all you have to do is completely reinvent yourself a hundred percent every single year. No problem. We've got hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, we're here to have a good time with you, baby. So to go to contentsprofit.com and join the community. That's right. That. Do you hey, like hey. My, my, my singing in there? How I added the profit. Sure. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, talk to me, Fonzie. What do we have for today? Yeah, today we're talking about marketing, creativity, and all about sales. I know. I think you just live in the creativity world. I think, honestly, I stole this from, you know, like his side, what he told us his superpower was. And I was like, this is really cool because honestly, we love geeking out all about marketing. Mm. We understand the power behind it. And what it means to have the right pieces of marketing inside of your business so you're able to grow, right? We're going to be discovering all that today with today's guest. I I love it. Hey, (laughs) uh, is somebody sponsoring the show today? That's a great question indeed. Today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. Yes, if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you want to turn it into consistent daily content, leverage those efforts and put a content machine right into your business, feel free to slide in the DMs at Biz Bros Co. on Facebook, on Instagram. We're here to help you out. Right, it sounds like this. Oh, baby, let's go. We, we need to increase the volume of that, that sound has, right there. That has to go a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that it's has okay. to be louder. It's going to happen. <laughs> uh, guys, go ahead and follow the show because every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, these audios are dropping your favorite platform in your phone right there. So you can take action and move your life and business forward. That is right. And if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and follow it. Thank you. That's right. Today we are back with another guest after a couple of solo episodes. And today we have one of our new friends that we met at an incredible event by George Bryant. Let me tell you, there was only epic people at this event. That is right. Today's guest help other businesses plan, build, and grow with his full service marketing agency, the Business Marketing Engine. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You need, that was not you, a, that was not there, bro. I know you supervise okay, that. Okay, good. <laughs> New slogan, just say <laughs> rum rum. <laughs> you, you need copywriting, you got it. You need omnipresent content, you got it. That's right. It's today's guest, Aguro. We'll figure that one out. But you know what we do know is that he built a seven figure a year of business after losing it all in the bankruptcy in twenty. 20- 2007, guys, that is. (laughs) Conclusion, he knows what he's doing and what he's talking about. That is right. Please welcome author of Atomic Words, host of the Engine Builder Show, the one and only, Gabe Arnold. What's up, Gabe? Not much. I can't wait, guys. This is, uh, I have definitely, I can already tell I've never been on a show that is this much fun. So thank you oh, for boy. having me. Uh, that Gabe, happens I, when Fonzie messes up. I thought, I thought, I thought you were going to show up like the vroom, vroom. I was like, oh, man. 
I like it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna consider it for sure, Fonzie. We'll appreciate that. Appreciate it. Okay, for the sake of you know, you and the audience, we are a little sleep deprived. One of our video games kind of came out this week, and uh, we we have not been sleeping much. So anyway, so that's that's what's happening. Therefore, the Red Bull. <laughs> that's what the Red Bull. <laughs> nice. uh, but okay, thank you so much for for coming into the show. We met uh, in in this incredible event in an environment we we love live events as many of us, but. Um, do you want to share a little bit of your story with with the people that listen to the show? Uh, let's let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go way back for your show because uh, content <laughs> is profit. And for me, um, I didn't learn to read or write until the the third grade. And um, I came to find years later that I somebody told me yesterday that it's called twice gifted when you have two learning disabilities or two challenges, which I thought was a pretty cool way to frame that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely had a lot of challenges as a kid, um, had some challenges with learning, um, grew up really poor and you just, you know, had, had a lot of challenges that, uh, that I wouldn't wish on other people. But as I, I finally did learn how to read. Um, and I remember being, you know, nine, 10, 11 years old, making things and selling them to people I ran into, to friends, um, to adults around me. And that's kind of when, where my entrepreneurial start got started. When I um, turned 16, I built and sold a website for $3,000 and thought, man, this, this tech and marketing stuff, you know, may mm -hmm. take off. And that was uh, about 25, almost 25 years ago now. Um, and I ended up building up, like you kind of mentioned the intro, I built a large home remodeling company all through online advertising and SEO and the websites that I built out for that, but uh, not, not having a handle on financial intelligence and understanding that you need to be profitable, which obviously you guys talk about how content can be profitable. Um, I ended up getting stuck for a quarter million dollars from a couple customers in early 2007 because my clients at that time were hit early by the credit issues that were happening. So I got stuck for a quarter million, ended up going bankrupt for a, a million dollars. Um, and as I was licking my wounds and thinking about what I wanted to do next, I realized, well, I built this business through, you know, online advertising and marketing and that's and sales. And I love that part. So I just shifted into that full time. And that's when I taught myself uh, flash programming. You remember that years ago, wow, yeah. um, taught, taught myself, you know, how to build websites. And I ended up uh, building over a thousand websites for startups that I met on Craigslist. And I did a million dollars on Craigslist um, mm, over wow. a couple of years. Um, and, and just really put myself through the paces of learning a lot of different things. And as I, um, you know, as I would build these websites, I'd go back two months or even two years later and I'd go to their blog and I would say blog coming soon. Um, and I realized that even if you build somebody a great asset, they don't necessarily know how to leverage it and use it. Mm. And that's when I started getting into content marketing. We started, um, getting into SEO, um, paid traffic and from, you know, Back in 07, 08, when I originally formed this company, it was just in its infancy. But over the last uh, 15 years now, um, we've grown to 40 team members. We're a full service marketing agency. Wow. We have world class team members all around the world um, that we love that I love working with. And, you know, we're we're able to do both, you know, full digital you know, marketing. And we also do a lot of traditional marketing and media like TV and radio and direct mail because those those have a really good good yeah. ROI as well. So. That's the that's the short what, version that, of how we. Oh, hold on. Yep, 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 yep. That that that's um, pretty good. We can just end the show right now. Uh, <laughs> Man, I I can't wait to dive into what I'm sure there's so many lessons 
in that journey of yours, right? And I know the the title says marketing, creativity, and sales, and we're gonna we're gonna dive mm-hmm. into that, right? We're gonna push it a little bit back, of course, as good content. I want to know how did it feel to make wait, a million wait, bucks? Wait, as good content <laughs> creators, we gotta hook them, right? So wait, because we're gonna talk about marketing, creativity, and sales. But yes, actually, first before we dive into how did it feel to make a million bucks, right? Is how did it feel to go bankrupt, right? Like, what were your emotions? Like, what was going through your head? I'm extremely curious. And I'm going to attach that to another question that I had even before we started, right? Here in the form that we, we usually send you guys, you said changing from your one of your achievements, changing from someone who was an asshole in my early 20s mm-hmm. to someone who is full of empathy and love for others, right? And I'm curious, yeah. did the asshole stage uh, kind of like was hand on hand with bankruptcy um again how did that feel did that how did that did it help you evolve and change maybe your identity yeah it did you nailed it there because i remember sitting in the bankruptcy attorney's office and laughing because i went bankrupt for a million dollars and 13 cents i just made it so it's a big accomplishment to go go if you're gonna go broke go go all the way right (laughs) um but, but I remember sitting there and realizing that I had no idea what I was doing in business. I just got lucky is how I felt. Um, that wasn't completely, I mean, there's obviously luck in everything, but I felt like I had mm. screwed over my family, my friends, the employees that worked for me, dozens of vendors, um, tons of people who got really, really hurt. And they got hurt because I thought I knew it all and I didn't need to listen to anybody. And I was, you know, the smartest and the best at everything. Yeah. Um, and so it was really humbling when uh, what had happened, um, kind of like through the whole process of losing the business, my childhood best friend ended up dying really young. He died at 26 years old, mm. um, which on top of everything else, you know, was not good. My first wife left me because I wasn't making money anymore. And that was the basis of our marriage on a lot of levels is that she had a lot of money um, from what I was doing. Uh, I had people knocking on my door, threatening to kill me, um, trying to break the door down. I had the cops calling because people were claiming that I did this intentionally, which I got stuck for a bunch of money. I didn't do it intentionally, but it, you know, it, it had a really bad trickle down effect and everything, my, my church, my community, my friends, even parts of my family completely turned their back on me. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, really rough period, um, to go through. But despite that, um, and even kind of, in that whole season too, my grandfather, who was basically my father figure for my whole childhood, he passed away six months after I closed my business. And after my best friend died, I had a lot of loss and a lot of pain. And I had to basically reevaluate everything I believed and see, you know, how did I get here? Why did I get here? Um, what, you know, what's the point of life? Like, is it worth being a good person or trying to be, you know, it's, it just, it felt like in those, in those moments that like, no matter what I did, everything was going wrong. Um, but taking time to sit with that and work through that, I knew that I was going to get up and try again. Um, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur again. I did get a couple jobs for 18 months. I, I had nine months at one job and then nine months at another job. I quit both of those because I very quickly was able to start getting back on my feet and make, you know, getting back into the entrepreneurial path. Um, but I had to really evaluate who I was, how I treated people mm. and, in a, in a matter of just months, I went from being well-known in my community, everybody wanting to work for me, you know, being, you know, king shit, 
to having nothing and everybody hating me. Um, and people, like I said, threatening to kill me, which is, that's a scary experience when there's only like this much, you know, wood between you and somebody that's trying to break in your house. Yeah. yeah. Um, so going through all that, it, it's put me in a place where I really had to reflect and I'm really grateful because there was a couple family members that still kind of stuck with me and were willing to help me out at some level. I had a friend that, um, you know, stepped in and kind of guided me through the process because he had lost, he had lost a business as well. And then over the course of the next couple of years, I had to really do a lot of work. And even until honestly, about three or four years ago, um, you know, it took, it took me about 10 years to really process all the way through the guilt, the pain, the failure, just like, you know, forgiving myself for making what I thought was, you know, the biggest mistake in my life. It was not, it was just business. Like we can all survive making mistakes in business. Um, yeah. And so I, I had to just tear down all my beliefs and rebuild them. And that was that was the big change that helped me understand, one, bad things can happen to anybody, no matter where you're at in your career or success or wherever you're at. Um, and also, you know, everybody's going through something painful and difficult. And we don't, I don't need to be, be the asshole anymore. I don't need to be the expert. I don't need to know everything. Yeah. I just want to show up and listen and care about where people are at and support them in whatever way I can. So it was, um, it was a long journey, but it's a million dollar education that I wouldn't trade for the world. I wouldn't wish it on my my worst enemies and I don't want to go through it again, but it's one of the most valuable things that's ever happened to me. Wow. Okay. Thank Thank you for sharing that. I know like that for, I mean, for so many that, that could be a very vulnerable thing to, to, you know, accept, take in, share even. Um, so I, I appreciate you and it's, um, you know, I was I was on a phone call with uh, somebody that we collaborate every couple of weeks or so, and uh, you know we we talk business, we talk life a little bit of everything, and they were going through a very hard moment. And two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I personally was going through a, a, a very dark moment too. And uh, these things we need to like share, like it's uh, and when you're in that moment, you you might feel like it's just you, right? And uh, and I yeah. can't imagine how you felt because we've we haven't been in that position that you were, and that was that that that's probably one of the the deepest craziest things that I've probably heard in, in, uh, stories like this. Uh, but it can feel that way. Right. And he, and, uh, my next question was like, you know, it took you 10 years, but like, what are some, maybe some of the systems that you put in place and like, how, how do you start to like get up from that? For me, like over this last two weeks, there's been a couple of things and events that very punctual events. I'm not ready to share yet, but that happened that kind of reignited the fire like, uh, it, it's just allowed me to wake up every morning and be like, let's go. Right. Uh, which that feeling before it wasn't there, uh, for, for a few reasons, but I can't like what I live was so small compared to what you just shared. So I'm very curious, right? Like we, first off, we need to all share this. Like if you're listening, if you're watching, right? Like if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in this journey, find your community to be able to communicate these things. Right. Uh, sometimes we get so closed up and it, and it can be really challenging. So find the, that person you can bounce these things off and you have very, like trust and even therapy, who knows? But like, what are those steps that at the beginning that you're like, okay, these are the first few steps for me to like rebuild and go that, um, what would you recommend people do in that, in that scenario? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's definitely a process. Um, and so the first thing I would say, it's taken me a long time to learn this. <laughs> This, I think I've been learning this for 10 years, but I think I understand it and can speak it now that you are not your business. 
Mm. So it doesn't matter what happens in your business. It doesn't matter if you make a massive mistake. It doesn't matter if a team member makes a mistake. It doesn't matter what that happens. Your identity is not your business. And as entrepreneurs, it's really easy to commingle those things. And when we think we are our business, then every little thing in the business, what happens with a customer, what happens with a team member, what happens with the project becomes this really personal, painful thing. But if, if we can separate that in a healthy way and go, I'm an individual, I'm a valuable person that can care for others, has empathy, can show up and be a leader in my life regardless of what's going on. Um, and if we can, in a really healthy way, detach from our business and we realize that we are not our business, then you can survive a lot of you know uh, chaos, a lot of adversity, and it doesn't have to be absorbed personally. Because mm. what I did... Mm. But what I don't want to do in the future, what I won't do in the future, and what I would encourage everybody listening and watching is I don't want you to have something bad happen in your business because that's a guarantee that's going to happen if you're in business. I don't want you to internalize that and go, oh, I'm a bad person or I made this mistake or I screwed up. And there's a balance, obviously, because you are, you know, if you're the founder or the CEO of your business or whatever, you do have to take ownership and responsibility for your business. Yeah. But there's a difference between taking healthy ownership and and not having a healthy separation between you and your business. So I would really encourage folks to just meditate and think on that because that's a that's a you know really clarifying point that's helped me a lot over the years. Um, the other thing that's that's really helped me process you know quite a bit is meditation. Um, I use an mm -hmm. app called Headspace that I just take ten minutes every morning and just sit quietly and process through things. And I remember when I started that, it actually created a lot of anxiety because. A lot of us don't take time to sit and be present and still, especially when we're trying to start a business or have stuff going on with our family or like we have, you know, busy, crazy lives. If we don't cultivate the habit of silence and, you know, mm. or even just using something like that, that has a little bit of, you know, guided meditation, it can be really uncomfortable to sit with yourself and with your own thoughts. But when you do that, you open up space for your mind, for your soul, um, and you're able to then think about things in a different way and just take a pause and true contentment and happiness in my experience is learning to be fully present in the moment and be grateful for this moment. And when you can achieve that state, it's, you can unlock something that so many people just have missed or, or don't have. And so yeah. meditation yeah. Is, has been really huge for me. Um, I do a lot of journaling, um, writing, you know, and journaling about things that have happened and things I've gone through has been really therapeutic. Um, and I highly recommend therapy, um, especially EMDR therapy. That's been game changing for me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, those, those are a handful of things I, I do cold plunging. I do, you know, I do a lot of things like that, but, um, but yeah, those are, those are some of the basics that have kind of helped so, reground me and get me back on track. So basically you work an hour a day. And then uh, you do all that stuff the rest of the day. <laughs> the first two hours of my day is actually all self-care. I love it. I love it. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. we often refer to the phrase, your business grows to the extent that you do. And like all the things that you just share yeah. right now are things that help you grow as a human, as a person, right? And then you're just going to show up even better in your business to help your clients, serve the people that's working with you, help your team move forward um, in a better headspace and everything. So very, very important, right? And it's a it's a good reminder for us. I feel like, well, I don't know you right now, but I feel like I need more of that. I need to be more uh, intentional 
in uh, in doing that in my in my day you know i do it very sporad- sporadically i think that's a word you know very here and there uh there, once in a like while waves yeah there's waves that come and go right right now um, he's in a lagoon i'm not like <laughs> I, well, two, three weeks away there's a lagoon there's no waves that's a bad joke right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> um but but yeah absolutely i think it's very very important yeah, and yeah. and most people just overlook that right especially in uh today's yeah. hustle culture oh, let's, let me just go and grind until i cannot you know until I just drop there and and sleep in the office whatever it is and in reality you probably be way more efficient if you're taking care of yeah. yourself i want to make a quick link before fancy asks a really smart question because like he always does but the the quick link is there's a lot of similarities and 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 uh, with the business and publishing, right? Like obviously we talk about content and and content, but if we don't take care of ourselves, if we're not in that right mindset, we will never be able to conquer publishing. Whether that's a book, whether that's a podcast, whether that's content regularly, we're not gonna be able to build that foundation to be to publish and and serve the business to the highest that we can, right? So like for us, when we launched the show. We've actually tried to launch it a year earlier and we were not ready in many ways. Like for us, it was perfectionism and the cameras and the things and the equipment and blah, 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 right? And yeah, you can, if you're watching the video, there's some stuff in here that has like, like we've acquired along in the journey. Well, how we started was literally the phone and that's it. Like go live, right? And it has evolved since then. But those are all things that the things that you shared in that lesson, that massive, that million dollar lesson, right? That you learned, those are the, the, the foundation of that serves for literally probably everything in your business, right? Like when it comes to like building your team, when it comes to publishing, when it does to that. So I wanna make make sure that we're not separating these things for, for the people are listening uh, and and that we can take those lessons and apply it whatever um, whatever section of your life or business that you're, you're, you're tackling at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So. Really smart question incoming. <laughs> ready, Gabe? Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> no pressure. Nah, uh, I, you know, I, this is what comes to mind, right? Like we we know now the the wall, right? That that big transitional moment in your life. And I want to hear all about the contrast, right? Like what is the other side of of that? Now, you know, you are an author. You have a very successful business. I mean, 40 people in your team or more than 40 that is mind-blowing and in my mind is like how do you build that right like i want to know how do you get to 40 employees and have a very successful business that doesn't consume your life because you also mentioned in here that you're able to take weeks away from your business and the business not just survives but it actually keeps growing and that is like every entrepreneur's dream right it's like Cool, I love doing this, but let's not let, let's not kid ourselves. Like we want to take some time, some some breaks, and not have to think too much about the business and the business still be doing good, right? So how do we get there? First of all, and then mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's more difficult to keep yourself at the top, right? Because in my mind, it's like, dude, once you got forty people on payroll. How do you keep that cash flow coming? Because you need you need a lot of cash coming in if you're gonna take care of forty people, right? So and their families, and their families, and their puppies, and, the, their, and their kids. <laughs> so I'm gonna roll today. Okay? I'm gonna roll today. You say so. So yeah, I'm I'm curious, and I know marketing, creativity, and sales yeah. play a big role mm-hmm. in this. But you know, let, let's let's start maybe in in step one. How did it start growing? Yeah. So. A good friend of mine, Alex Charfin, always says, 
if you don't have the business that you want to, if you don't have the size business that you want to have yet, it's because you're not a leader that deserves that size business. I'm mm. butchering how he says it, but that's mm. the, the gist yeah. of the message. Yeah. And that's definitely th- to the truth. One of my sayings that I say to my, my clients a lot is don't worry as an entrepreneur, all you have to do is completely reinvent yourself a hundred percent every single year. No problem. Easy. <laughs> up. And, and, and really like, that's probably, that's the simplest way that I can encapsulate, like starting from, you know, it just being me starting out. And I was really grateful because my sister hired me to help do a little bit of marketing with her business. And she was paying me $600 a month, which was less than my rent. And that was the only client I had when I lost it all. Mm. Um, and so, so I started from nothing and started up again, but to, you know, grow a business to this size, you have to be willing to continue to level up your skills, learn new skills. And then interestingly enough, you have to be willing to let go a lot of those skills to step into the next level. Mm. And so I remember, I don't know, probably eight, eight or nine years ago now, I realized one you know, as I was kind of end of the year doing some planning and I like to set intentions for the coming year, I realized, you know, that I was really an ineffective manager. And so that's why things were stalling out because I wasn't managing things well. And so I said, you know what, this year, the only goal I have that I'm going to, you know, my intention, my focus for this year is going to be to become an excellent manager. And as I did that, I went from having two or three people working for me. And I think by the end of that year, there was like six or eight. There was, it was a lot more. We essentially doubled. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that was a, a huge help. And then uh, a year or so after that, my intention for the year was that I wanted to become financially intelligent because I realized, well, I lost the first business because I didn't know what I was doing financially. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I had some bad stuff come my way, but it was my responsibility to be able to be ready to weather that kind of storm. And I wasn't. And so then I focused on financial intelligence, which was a huge springboard forward. Um, there's an amazing book, especially for you know younger entrepreneurs or smaller companies called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, which is an excellent book on that front. Um, but then I learned that. And then so every year I really look and say, okay, what is, where's the gap of where I am today, where I want to get to, and how can I focus in on, I generally only focus on like two to three at most intentions for the year and, mm. and just focus on one thing that's going to move me forward. And so that's allowed me to continue to learn to be become a more effective leader, um, to really serve my team. It's allowed me to understand now that in my role as CEO, my job is to reduce, you know, remove barriers and provide resources. It's really the only two things that I'm responsible for as CEO. Um, and so it's allowed me just to really get clear on my role. And, you know, that's allowed us to build, you know, a seven figure business now and, and continuing to grow and scale. And so, I would just say, wherever you're at, realize that your business is is the way it is because of who you are. It's your fault, good and bad. And when you take full ownership of that, then the sky is the limit. And maybe that's even too low, right? There's no limit because yeah. if you're willing yeah. to take full ownership and grow and change, then there's really nothing you can't overcome. Um, anytime you blame something on an external circumstance or say, oh, I can't because I don't have the money, I don't have the right team members. I don't have the right technology. Like we can make as many excuses as we want because we're all bullshit. Anytime we make excuses, we're going to slow our growth. Anytime we take full ownership of saying, I am going to find a way and I am going to solve this and I'm going to step up and serve my team and my clients. That's when growth happens. 
Oh, yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah, that's so so impressive that I feel, again, so, so many people overlook this. I don't know why this isn't taught when we are in school, but just the the taking ownership of everything, literally, literally everything, right? I remember this video I saw from Gary Vaynerchuk a very long time ago, and he's like, I take ownership of everything that happens in my life. He's like, I go outside and it's raining, and he's like, oh, what could have I done? Why is it raining, right? Is it because of me? And, and like he said that, and obviously he's taking it to like another extent, but what happens, right? And let's kind of like uh, break this down. What happens when we take ownership of things is that now we're placing the control on the solution, on the next action on ourselves, right? So now we're not depending on anybody else's. We're not handing our power to somebody else. We are saying, okay, I have the power to change this. And then we got to be honest with ourselves, whether we actually want to change it or not, right? Some people might yeah. discover that they just want to, you know, stay in their comfort zone for a little bit longer and not do anything about it. And guess what? If that is what they truly want, then that is okay for them, right? But some people are going to realize, cool, I can actually do something about this. And the answers are going to start coming. And then you just got to commit to take that action. So it's, I find that like this is such a key principle that honestly I didn't even hear about until like the the entrepreneurial world. Maybe yeah. somebody you know is like, oh yeah, take responsibility of your actions. Like you hear it kind of like growing up here and there, you know, uh, yeah. like oh yeah, you're grounded because of your actions, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. My brother was my brother was telling me X, Y, and C, so of course I had to <laughs> slap him on the face, right? Um, yeah. But, but at the end of the day, like imagine if everybody grew up and you just keep hearing every single day or, you know, very in a very consistent basis as you're growing up as a kid, it's like, take responsibility for everything, right? Everything that happens, say, okay, what could have I done different in here to avoid this? Or what can I do now to solve this, this issue? And I think that would be absolutely amazing. So thank you for sharing that principle. I think it is key for anybody looking to, again, going back to content, right? Looking to Create your, your own content. Guess what? Sometimes it's like, oh, man, like, why am I not getting all these, these leads or this exposure, whatever? Well, guess what? Take ownership of it. Maybe you are not yeah. creating the content that you are supposed to, to be creating, right? Or the marketing, yeah. sales, maybe. And this is a slap on my face to myself. Maybe you're not doing the outreach that you're supposed <laughs> to be doing, right? Um, the first one, take ownership right there. I haven't been doing it. I even, I, I, I even I, recorded an incredible two-minute video. That I haven't seen yet. That I haven't seen yet. <laughs> a I'm tutorial. Like, Dude, it's so easy. This this pipeline has generated they, thousands of dollars of opportunities. They, they even told me <laughs> that if I don't do it this week, I'm going to have to uh, tint my beard yellow. So yes. I'm not, <laughs> if, if you guys even next week with a yellow beer you guys know what's gonna what's happening and by the way let me let, let let's be clear here is not watch the video it's watch the video and execute and execute the, uh, the thing uh dude, it's awesome okay so as we as we you know approach the end of the show we have about 10 minutes left um i'm very curious um with your company obviously you guys handle a lot of publishing in ma in many in many channels right like what have been some yeah. of the challenges that you guys have experienced internally and maybe with some clients that you're like, and uh, that, that that maybe repeat themselves a lot, right? And and we've seen on our side, we do obviously micro to micro. We do that, you know, multi-purposing inside of that framework. There's some there's some challenges that come into into that. But you guys handle a ton of frameworks, a lot of vehicles, a lot of things. So what are some of the 
the things that kind of come up frequently that upcoming, you know, people that are starting to publish or people that are starting with their businesses can keep an eye on? Yeah, you you mentioned it earlier, but perfectionism will kill your business. So you don't want to um, you don't want to um, think that you have to get it perfect in order to put it out there, mm. because what you put out there is one zillion times better than all the people that thought about putting something out there and self critiqued and didn't do it. So like I I've been doing video for years now, probably 10 years. Um, if you go back to my first videos on my Facebook feed, they're, they're horrible. Like I'm sure you're just like, Oh my God, that guy can't <laughs> even communicate. Uh, but guess what? I was putting out video and other people weren't. And so I generated revenue from even those bad videos and I got exposure and branding because I, made the choice to publish even when I was scared, made the choice to publish even when I didn't think it was perfect. And people, when we're creating content, it's easy to get this self critiquing kind of mindset of like, oh, it's gotta be this way, it's gotta be perfect, or it's gotta be, you know, like Louise and Fonzie, or it's gotta be like whoever. And that, that's completely wrong. The point yeah, of producing yeah. content is yeah. to start the conversation. And I don't know how many perfect conversations, you know, everybody listening has been in, but mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever been in any perfect conversations and, but you have had meaningful conversations where you've yeah. built a friendship, mm-hmm. you've you know been able to do business and things like that. And so the biggest thing that even still today that we guide our clients through and we see is like, yes, we always want to be aiming for excellence, which means that we're improving and improving and getting better and better and better, but there really is no perfect content. And if you get so hung up on the details of perfectionism, you will slow the amount of information you put out there the snowball that you're trying to build of your brand and your credibility and just getting your audience to know you will probably not happen or happen at such a slow rate. It won't even matter. Yeah. And what matters yeah. most is showing up every day and showing up every day with content marketing is publishing. Even when you don't necessarily feel like it publishing, when the content isn't perfect publishing, when your offer isn't as yeah. pristine as you want it to be. But if you publish and you publish and you show up and you show up and you serve and you serve, what's going to happen is there's going to be people that email and you say, I want to hire you. There'll be no sales conversation. They'll say, I want to hire you. I'm ready. Yep. And yep. you know, if you're just consistent in serving your audience and you show up and be yourself and you show up and share useful things that you know how to do that you can teach your audience, then that's going to, you know, that's going to solve a lot of problems. So, I mean, perfectionism is probably the number one thing that, that kills, kills good content marketing. Um, the other thing is just like being aware that all the platforms that you use today for content marketing will probably be obsolete in three years. That's okay. Like, you know, there, there's going to be a couple big players that make it through. Like, we'll probably still have YouTube in three years. It'll probably mm-hmm. be somewhat the same. Um, but that doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about what's going to change. Show up today and, and produce something of value. And, and and the other thing I would say with content marketing and putting things out there is just talk to one person. Think of the person that you love the most serving in your in your audience, your clients. Just imagine it's that person. Pretend nobody else is there and just speak to that person mm-hmm. and your content will resonate a lot more. Oh, mm. that is a that is a great tip i mean that, that uh, golden boulder moment the golden, golden boulder, boulder moment and, and yeah, at yeah, the end of the day is about that that daily consistent action uh imperfect action as well right it's like just get it out there get the reps yeah. in you're gonna get better over time the one that one percent compound uh effect you know has been probably talked about so many times but it's it's just true at the end of, and yeah. you see it Right. Let, let's go to your example, your feed, the first video that you that you talk about. You're like, oh, man, like I probably could barely express myself. 
I'm sure it's the same with Gary Vee. He talks about it all the time too. It's like, dude, like my first video, I didn't know what I was doing, right? We go to our first, our first videos. It was horrible too. I mean, sometimes they're still horrible. No, <laughs> 249 episodes and Fonsi and Luisa are still yeah, making mistakes. La last, epi <laughs> last episode, we're talking to my brother. He's like, dude, why are you talking so slow? I was like, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what I'm going to say. You know, I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying not to like speak ahead of my thoughts. I want to, I want to, like, this is so good because I, as you were explaining these things, I'm going back into the last two years of us publishing, right? Like, and, and we've tried to keep it, as least friction possible for us and the team uh, as we yeah. can, because if we add friction to our own process, that's going to prevent us from moving forward. But here's the beautiful thing. Like, um, and again, we're, we're about to make an announcement in the next, next month that I cannot just say what it is, but consistent content, consistent, like showing up and forget the numbers because numbers were not part of this equation. Forget views, forget downloads generated an opportunity that could mean $500,000 a year for both of us. Yep. It, it can happen, uh, right. right? We have to execute on a certain things, but it generated right. a massive opportunity per year that otherwise, if we do not put in the work of showing here, you know, in conversation, making mistakes every single day, every, you know, and, and, and putting it the work that would never happen. Also last week yeah. we, we've had this incredible guy that has been literally sending us DMS like, Why, where can I work with you guys? I and mean, we met him in an event and we had an incredible conversation. We're like, we don't have anything for you. We're like, we, we have something, but we like that we cannot serve you at, the, at, at X level, right? But so whenever we have it, like we'll reach out. And last week we decided that we were going to go that route. Guess what? That was one of those people that didn't, we didn't need a sales call. Like it was like, hey, we have it. And he's like, sounds good. Where do I send the money? And like that happens because we've been publishing and we're extremely excited to start that new phase, you know, with him and be able to yeah. serve to that client. And we really want every single person that is listening to the show, watching this, like to take the lessons that you like gave us today, the, the lessons that Fonzie has shared as well. And like experience this because it's like grab onto those moments. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes it's going to be very dark. But like we keep this list of awesome wins that we've had over the years related to publishing. And we're like, man, Look at that, that thing. That would have never happened if that, like, I mean, the event that we met, like we MC mm -hmm. for George, yeah. that would have never happened if we never like published, right? So yeah. it's real, guys. Like, please go ahead. Like if, if you're listening to this and yeah. if you haven't published today, go and record a live video. Like and, and tag what us. happened to tag tag all, all three of us? Yes. Um, yeah. It's just a way of getting in front of more opportunities. Three minute warning. Three okay, minute cool. warning. I have a question for you. Do you feel like a boxer? Right now, with those things in your hand, half half boxing. Look like that. I know, I'm like, I'm ready, man. Yeah, he, he came ready for the fight. Uh, okay, I know. Gabe, Logan Paul, get ready, man. We, we have two questions that we asked towards the end, but I have one that I, I no, I, no, I, no, I can, I can ask no. it before. No, I'm gonna ask. I'm sorry, I gotta ask it. Okay, yeah, yeah. do you? I'm mean, already kind of like mentioned it before, but how do you, right, keep that? acquisition going that cash flow coming into the business to take care of your 40 employees that's a pretty big company man like sure in some yeah. standards some people might be like oh that's a small to medium-sized business for us it's like that's massive right like that is pretty big a lot of people to take care of so how you know what what is the secret sauce right there that people right now with the pen in hand are ready to take notes so they can scale their business as well I'll answer the question. And one thing you said most people don't notice and pay attention to 
but you said it. Um, I yeah, I have 40 team members, but I have 160 or 170 people that rely on this company. Like there's a, there's a lot of kids, there's a lot of partners and spouses, and there's a lot of people that rely on the company. And I don't take that responsibility lightly. And it's a pressure that I think mm. you have to. It's a healthy pressure, but I think it's a pressure that you have to build up to yeah. if you're going to do it correctly. But but it's and it's principle based answer. It's it's you know it's the truth is that if you are just consistent in prospecting every day, you can make as much money as you want. The money that you are making or not making today is from the work you didn't did or did not do 30 days ago in sales. It's just mm. generally speaking, whatever you did 30 days ago is impacting your revenue today. And so I always encourage my clients and the same thing that I focus on is make sure that you are prospecting and talking to at least five new people a day. You can do that on your worst day when you yeah. feel like crap, nothing's going right. You can still make new connections. You can still reach out. And if you do that long enough, you will actually get to the point where you've created that momentum, that snowball where you don't have to do it the same way. I'm grateful. I'm in a position that I don't have to do a lot of prospecting week to week, but I did it for years. I used to reach out to 50 to a hundred people a day. And I did that for five or six years straight. And if you're willing to put in the work, you can yes. make as much money as you want. If you're not willing to be consistent, then don't, don't pretend to be an entrepreneur and don't pretend to be in sales because real salespeople are not flashy. All they do is show up every day, make new connections and follow up. Oh man, this is awesome. This is go I put it here in big as a reminder for myself, prospecting, <laughs> you know, watch the video that my brother did for me. Uh, I love it, Gabe. This is awesome. Okay, uh, again, okay. You're, so, wait, wait, no, not, one second. Okay. I have two, two things. Like you just reminded me of two things, right? We have five minutes. First, the conversation that we yeah. had with Joe Graham, uh, and he yeah. kind of repeat this ab yeah, about so George Brand. He said, success is boring. And it is. It's yep. about that taking that consistent <laughs> action, right? Like, mm. sure, reaching out to yeah. 50 and 100 people a day, it might sound very exciting, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty, it, it can get boring and tedious, right? And brutal. Yep. The, the other comment that comes to mind is you cannot get mad because of the things you don't have because of the work you didn't do, right? Mm -hmm. So, love that quote. yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty good. So, thank you for those reminders. Yeah. Uh, get prospecting, people. Fancy, get prospecting too. <laughs> yeah, I've tried everything, Gabe. I've tried everything. No, it's okay. I mean, we do have our roles, right? Like, keep in mind, like, Fancy's like the main head in operations. Like, he's killing it on that side we, of things. We switch because before you were that. Yeah, we, but, we, we but like no, there was no sales. Dude, we have so many identities. I know so many, <laughs> but here's an example, right? Like we've put in place like this pipeline for the last like week and a half. And I know that we're almost done, but week and a half of consistent outreach. And the goal has been like 20 new people, 20 new conversations a day that generated over $25,000 of opportunities with half of that closed in a, in, in a yep. week, week. Like, so you tell me, yeah. I mean, this is proof of what you're saying, right? Like if you're willing to do this, And this is no flexing, yep. no nothing for us. It means the world. It means security for the, the team members nah, that we you, have right you're now. You're flexing a little bit. You're flexing. I mean, look what happened when I flex. <laughs> like, I get bandages all over me. No, but I mean, it's like those are the things that we have to like go back and be like, man, like I had a crappy day. But guess what? The last like two weeks we've been putting in the work and look at the results that are happening. We got to continue to do these things. And that's the thing that we got to look at every single day. Right. So for those listening, believe me, we've been in that position where we don't we don't take action. We've been in that position where we don't publish. And man, those were dark times. So I'm seeing the light. That's all I'm saying. I'm seeing the light is happening. Gabe, thank you. Do so much. Yeah. I have one last question for the last two minutes of the show. Where yep. will you be if you did not publish? 
Man, I don't know. I wouldn't know very much about myself because that's the other benefit of publishing content is you get to learn a ton about yourself, which is invaluable. And I definitely wouldn't have the team I have. I wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be connected because I met George through, you know, publishing and connecting with one of his friends and mentors. I wouldn't have the world I have, you know, I wouldn't have the connections that I have and I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have half the riches as I, ha I have because, you know, being rich is, you know, being content, being happy, having great relationships around you and having what you need, you know, financially as kind of the last part of that. I wouldn't have any of that if I didn't do it. Awesome. Thank you. Anything else you want to add before we head out? No, I, I'm great, grateful to be on the show. Um, if anybody wants to look me up, they can. I also, my book is coming out, Atomic Words. Yes. Um, you can go, you can go to atomicwordsbook.com and pre-order it. Um, it's coming out in just a couple of weeks. But that was a, a fun project, and I really encapsulate a lot of what I've learned about entrepreneurship, and um, you know, and and communication and leadership in there. So that's been a taking me 20 years to figure out a lot of that stuff, and taking me the last two years to actually put it together in a book. Um, so I'm excited to share that. And otherwise, um, people can find me at businessmarketingengine.com, and you can check out what we're doing and follow me on social media. I'm always looking for new connections. So. That's awesome, guys. Go and tune in to his podcast as well, The Engine Builders Show and Today's Business Leaders, which we're going to have to do an episode just on podcasting because I have a, <laughs> yeah. I have a few questions. I have a few uh, suspicions about podcasting and, and how you use it. So, yeah, we're going to have to dive, <laughs> dive into that in episode two. Awesome, guys. Definitely. All the links are right below. So all you got to do is scroll down, click in there, go invest, go learn, and go execute. Uh, thank you, guys. With that said... Thank you guys so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show and on social media at BizBrosco. That is Ryan is Gabe here today. Help you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode. Get his book, Atomic Words, and, and follow Contents Profit. See ya. Bye, guys.